Welcome back to the That's All podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Gust, and I'm so freaking stoked you're here. It is currently Christmas Eve Eve when I'm recording this, and this episode is airing on New Year's Eve, but I won't lie, I'm doing so great right now. My first episode aired yesterday, so I'm just kind of on this high still. I'm about to record the second episode. I just, the feedback has been so fucking good already, and I'm just really happy and excited and yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying this. I, I'm just super stoked. So yeah, this episode's coming out on New Year's Eve. So if you're listening on New Year's Eve, then hello. If you're listening after, still hello. So by this point, I'll have already celebrated Christmas with Ethan's family in Ludington, drove to Iowa to celebrate with my family, and driven back because on New Year's Eve, my two college roommates are coming here and we're gonna party it up in Ludington for New Year's. We have our own little ball drop here. And I'm just really stoked to experience that for the first time because I just moved to Ludington, so I have no idea what to expect. And then we're going to go out and get a little drunk, which honestly, I rarely even drink anymore. So that's just something that is going to be out of my norm (laughs) back in this little like, go to bed really early, get up really early, do my yoga, journal, meditate routine currently. And drinking is not a part of that. I don't know. I think there's just something about turning 21 and celebrating your 21st in Vegas that just kind of makes you not really want to drink anymore. Maybe for some people it makes you want to drink more, but for me, it made me not. I was really over it. I got, I was drunk for like three days and I was like, this is enough. I think I'm good. I don't know. I feel like the, the drunken hungover life gets old really fast and I'm definitely going to have an episode hopefully soon on just drinking in general. So yeah, this will just be a really fun night to let loose with my best friends and have a great time. So yeah, hopefully you guys are doing something really fun for New Year's Eve too. I know COVID is currently going wild again, so just be safe. I've already had it and I'm vaccinated, so I'm being as safe as possible, but you know. So yeah, um, I'm also just still working on all the logistics and kind of the routine of my intro of every episode. I know for sure that I want to do like a little week recap or life update. So kind of like what I just did, but probably a little bit more because it'll be weekly episodes. Just, I know I love to hear those on other people's podcasts and, you know, I just love to talk about everything that's going on in my life. And I feel like this is like a nice little place to do that. So I just think that feels like a great idea. All right, let's just jump into the actual content of this episode. I really wanted to do this sort of 2021 reflection on the year where I kind of just go over everything that happened this year, the good, the bad, the ugly. I just want to talk about it all, talk about what I learned, what I would have done differently, and kind of just reflect on my 2021 goals. I think it's really important to physically write your goals down, and that's become a huge part of my life in the past two years, especially your yearly goals. I feel like it's something that you can really look back on and see what went well and what didn't. I know for sure that I did not reach quite a few of mine for 2021 and did not go how I expected, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but I do just want to reflect on those. I'm still really proud of the ones I did reach, and now I can kind of just reevaluate the goals from 2021, see if I want them to carry over to 2022, or see if my priorities have kind of changed since then. And then at the end, I just want to go over my 2022 goals, both business and personal, and kind of just talk about my plans for reaching them. I feel like this is just a really good episode if you are new to writing down your goals or just being aware of what your goals are for the year. I think it's a really good practice. And if you're new to this, then you can kind of get an idea of what my goals are and how I reflect on them and what you can do this year, especially because we're about to start 2022. It literally starts tomorrow. So yeah, this is the perfect time. Okay. Diving right in, I kind of just want to go over all of the big stuff that happened this year, like the big things, the big ticket items. I'm just going to go through month by month, just talk about them 
super briefly and then we're gonna dive in more on each of them after in january i feel like a lot happened that was kind of when as i mentioned in the first episode it was when i decided not to pursue my move to scotland anymore and i wanted to stay in michigan instead um i also met my boyfriend we actually we matched on hinge i think it was like january 11th so yeah beginning of 2021 is right when i met ethan and then um i think around that time was in January, February-ish was when I recognized that I do struggle with anxiety and then I kind of just continued to struggle with it for the next few months, um, especially after getting into my first committed relationship with Ethan. It was my first real boyfriend and real commitment ever after being single for 20 years, so that was a huge change and then I was also just getting ready to graduate, so that just all brings a lot of anxiety. And also in January was when I realized I had lost like 20 to 25 pounds and I really just didn't know who I was or what I looked like anymore. And every time I looked in the mirror, I had extremely bad body dysmorphia and none of my clothes fit. And it was just a really weird time in my life. And it was like, I was happy for myself, but at the same time I was struggling. So yeah, that was a really big thing. I feel like that happened in January. Um, I also cut out dairy. I forgot to, I, that's not written in my notes, but I cut out dairy officially in January and I have not had dairy since. And it has been a great life. Let me tell you, if you think you're struggling with dairy, just cut it out and I promise you, your life will be better. <laughs> and also in January, I held a funeral for my past self, which I can kind of go into later, which seems kind of weird. I actually kind of want to do a whole episode on having a funeral for your past self and maybe I'll read my obituary that I wrote, but I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a cool experience. That's all I have to say about that. Um, and then jumping to April, that was when I was finishing up my senior project for school, which was an online course for my business, which I ended up launching in July. Um, in May, I actually graduated college. June, I took my business full time and turned 21. July. This might seem not super big for some people, but I started birth control for the first time because I I really am not a fan of birth control, but I'm also not a fan of getting pregnant. So I kind of had to make a little compromise there. Um, but I feel like that played a huge role in my mental health and my life this year. So that happened in July. And then I feel like my anxiety got a lot worse as a side effect of that. And then in September, um, this this is kind of small, but kind of big. I took a 17 hour road trip by myself and I drove 17 hours in one day. And it was just a really eye-opening experience. Um, I learned a lot about myself. I love to drive, I love to travel, but 17 hours in a car by yourself in one day is not, not a good idea. Um, October, I shot my first destination wedding, which was in Mexico. That was so fucking cool. November is when I moved to Ludington officially and moved in with my boyfriend shout out Ethan. And in December, aka yesterday, well, this is New Year's Eve when you're listening to this, but yesterday as in December 22nd, 2021, I launched this podcast. So that seems like a pretty freaking big win to me. So as you can tell, it was definitely a pretty eventful year, especially those were like the bigger things that I kind of thought of that I wanted to touch on. Um, There's definitely a lot of other stuff that happened. I just feel like 2021 was a really big year of growth for me. So was 2020. I think your early 20s just really are. I mean, I'm now 21. So I just think if you're not really truly growing in these few years, then maybe you should reevaluate. No shots fired. I'm just saying. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just feel like it was a really big year of growth, especially with my relationship. For me, prior to January, I had never been in a relationship. I'd only ever talked to guys and none of them were ever serious. Maybe one, but yeah it was it's still I never had a serious talking stage or serious boyfriend ever so as much as I fell in love with Ethan very quickly and 
obviously was very committed to that relationship, it was a huge, huge change for me. I mean, like I said, I never had anything serious, and then along came Ethan, and I think within 24 hours of matching on Hinge and talking, we had FaceTimed already for, like, two hours, and then we talked, like, every single day, FaceTimed a bunch of times until, I think it was three weeks later, he came to my apartment, and we hung out and literally immediately started dating, so I, that is very quick. I mean, most other guys I think I talked to for, like, months and I wasn't sure and for us I mean we just kind of knew and there was really no point in just being in a talking stage when we could be dating but as much as I was okay with that and excited about that it was still a really really big change for me and it all just moved so quick compared to anything else I had experienced so as much as I was okay with it because when you know you know it was just a really really big adjustment for me I guess a little bit more on that I just I've always been a really extremely independent person and like I said I've been single for 20 years so it's always been oh, I want to go to Arizona for two weeks to see my brother and hang out. Okay, then I will. I I never really had anything tying me down and I just definitely had some commitment issues. So dealing with that at the beginning of the year when I was also dealing with this feeling of not knowing who I was or what I looked like because I'd lost all this weight, um, which 25 pounds doesn't seem like a lot, but I was in a really, really unhealthy place in 2019 and going into 2020 before I started to focus on my mental health and my physical health. And so at the beginning of 2021, when I realized how different I looked and that when I put on my clothes, they just didn't fit the same. They were all so baggy. Like it was a really, really weird experience. So that was giving me so much anxiety on top of having a new relationship and trying to figure out how that fits into my life when I've always been so independent. And the fact that it was my last semester of school, it was just so much happening. And I think that was when I started to realize that anxiety was definitely something I struggle with and I started to try to figure out some coping mechanisms and just how to deal with that. I don't know if you struggle with anxiety and I think looking back I definitely have my entire life. I just never knew what it was. I always thought that oh I just get really nervous sometimes or I just get really stressed out sometimes and no I just get really anxious sometimes and that's I don't think anxiety has to be a bad thing. I think that my anxiety is actually kind of good in some ways. It makes me really overthink. Not really overthink. It makes me think about things very clearly before I do them now. And there's definitely still some things I do without thinking it through. But I do think anxiety doesn't always have to be a negative thing. But in my case, it was really hindering my ability to do things. And then uh, the closer we got to graduation, the worse it got. And I realized how behind I was on my senior project because I had been also prioritizing my relationship and my friendships because I knew that I was not going to be able to be seeing my friends very often after I graduated. Plus, Ethan was living over two hours away from school, so it was like every other weekend I would kind of either go see him or he'd come to me, and it was just, there was so much going on in those few months, and it was definitely crazy. I just feel like I could never really pay attention to myself, my boyfriend, and school. I just did not have any idea how to compartmentalize or balance them and I was just absolutely drowning. Then I finally kind of got done with all of that and graduated in May. That was when I went to Florida with my roommates and Ethan and our friend Michael and we just had a really great like four days in Florida before we had three more weeks of class and then those last few weeks of class I was traveling a ton between school and to Ethan's and just working a lot. Um, I was working a lot of weddings and doing shoots over where Ethan lived, so I would just go there for the weekend and shoot and work and see him a little bit and then go back to school, and it was just, it was really crazy until I finally moved out at the end of May, and that was when I had to move home, which I feel like was another 
big reason for my anxiety. I I just love to travel and I didn't really want to go back to the small town I grew up in and as much as I love home and I love 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 going home I just was not I did not really want to move back home. The also like being in a small town wasn't super great for my growing wedding photography business and I just taken my business full-time and it was it was a lot and so that was just super stressful. Also in June was when I turned 21. I went to Vegas, like I said. And then July came and it was just full of a lot of work again. This was when I was driving so, so much because I would have shoots during the week at home. And then Ethan was living four hours away from my home. So he was two hours away from school and then it was four hours away from home. So obviously I wanted to see him. So I was going back and forth from Ethan's like every other weekend or every weekend for work also and to see him because I had either sessions or weddings booked over there so I would usually come to Ludington for like a week at a time do a bunch of work see him a little bit and then go back and then I was just so much back and forth and the four hour drive I mean four hours there but then four hours back so it was like an eight hour total and it was doing it once or twice is fine but when I was doing it like once a week it was so exhausting also in July was when I launched my online course. It was like the beginning of July. I launched the online course that I recorded for my senior project and it flopped. It flopped bad. I had one singular person buy it and it was my brother. So yeah, that was just a whole learning experience in itself. I actually have take since taken it off the market because I was paying more to have it up than I was like making money on it. So that was just a learning experience and definitely grateful for that. But it was also just a shot to the heart I feel like after I had been so excited to launch it and worked on it so hard for my senior project and then it flopped so there was that and then July was also when I started birth control and like I said my anxiety was already bad from driving so much and then I think I was also having just side effects from starting birth control and my body getting used to all the hormones I already am just not a huge fan of hormonal birth control and I don't like the idea of putting something in my body every single day and messing up my hormones but I also don't like the idea of being pregnant at 21 So yeah, here we are, still on birth control. It's definitely gotten a lot better now, but at that point, I was having really bad anxiety attacks, like, all the time. I had zero routine. I was basically living out of my car because all I was doing was driving back and forth, so I had no- I had a few clothes at home, a few clothes at Ethan's, and then all my clothes were in the back end of my car because I was just all over the place. And I had weddings, and I was, like, staying with other friends. It was- it was just really crazy. Then I basically just kept doing that during August too and my anxiety got to the point where I was like I felt like I couldn't even talk to Ethan about anything. Like I couldn't talk to anyone about anything and I my brain was like telling me that I just couldn't speak to anyone. I just needed to like curl up and keep everything myself and it was just it got really bad. And then by the end of September or the end of August things had started to slow down for me a little bit. Ethan and I were able to go camping take a slow weekend I took about like three weeks off social media two weeks something like that and that was a huge help for my anxiety just not seeing and consuming content 24 7 and at this point I was kind of just living with Ethan at his mom's because we were trying to figure out what our next step was all of my work was over on the west side of the state and it made zero sense for me to be living at home completely when I would have to drive over here all the time so yeah at that point I was basically just living with Ethan and his mom which shout out Pam for being the absolute coolest person ever and letting me stay in her house for so long. And I had weddings in Chicago a bunch in September and then that was when I drove to South Dakota by myself and I went to a photography retreat which was really really good for me creatively and like it just gave me a chance to spend literally what 40 almost 40 hours in the car by myself, listen to podcasts, just try to get my life together. 
again and feel like I was in control of something. I think that's where a lot of the anxiety came from was I felt like I was so out of control. Everything in my life was happening and I had no control over it. I was graduating and everything was just happening at turbo speed and I had absolutely no control over it and I couldn't stop it. I couldn't slow it down and I needed to just kind of recenter myself and find myself and so I was hoping that that retreat would help, which it did. I mean, that much alone time for like four days, getting to stay in in an Airbnb by myself and just meet up with some other creative people and just talk and be friends and create was, it was a really, it was a really, really good week. And then I came home and was only home for like two or three days and I had a wedding that I was shooting and then I had a wedding I went to with Ethan as guests and then I had to go right back to Chicago because then that was October and I flew to Washington DC and I was visiting my roommates and then I flew back to Chicago to meet my sister so that we could fly to Mexico for my destination wedding that I was shooting and she was in. And over that time was when Ethan adopted Charlie. So then I had that at least to look forward to when I came home. I mean, I had a ton to look forward to, but I was really excited to meet Charlie. And then I finally came home. I just worked a lot more for the next two weeks. And that was when we had finally gotten everything figured out with our apartment that we wanted to move into, which is where we live now in downtown Ludington. And I think October, maybe September, but it was when it was really hitting that I missed my friends so much and I was really just kind of mourning my college life and I mean by the time the end of college hit I was ready to move on and like start my life and I was over school and I was just really excited for the next step but I think this fall was when it really hit that I really miss being able to come home and talk to my roommates about things that like just make jokes with them. I just love spending time with my friends and living in Ludington. I mean, I just moved here and so I don't have a ton of close friends here. And as much as I keep up with my other friends, they're living their own life. I mean, my two roommates were living in Washington, D.C. and my other friends are also living all over the place or some are still in college. And so everyone's just at really, really different points in their lives right now, which is also just how life after college goes, which is totally fine. But I think it was just really hitting me that I just really, really missed my friends. And then by that point, it was November 1st and Ethan and I moved into our apartment and it was, it was just really, I mean, moving is just really stressful and just puts a lot of strain on everyone just because you have so much going on. You just want to get moved and you want the moving process to be over. And so we finally got moved in and then like three days later, Ethan got COVID and had to move out and go quarantine with his mom at his mom's. So then I was in the apartment alone, which was not a big deal. Like, the being alone part was fine. It was just the fact that I was so excited to finally be living together and have our own place and our own space. And then he <laughs> then he had to move out. So that was just a whole other stressor. And especially moving in in November. And we're in the Midwest. So, I mean, photography season, like, November to March is pretty much a slow season. Yeah, you'll just do sessions here and there. But especially for just moving, it November, ha- I basically ha- was making little to no income, same for December. And so that was just a huge, huge weight on my shoulders that I was like, okay, well, I just picked up all these new bills and I know I'll be making enough money next summer when I start getting paid for all the weddings I'm doing. But currently, like, I'm just not. That just gave me even more anxiety. Um, So I was trying to pick up other photographers' galleries to edit for extra money, which was definitely helping and it took some weight off my shoulders. But it was also at the point where every single day I was sitting on the couch editing a gallery. So I'll be sitting there for eight hours straight while Ethan's at work. And I was at the point where I, like the month of November, I just felt like a literal just loser piece of shit. Like honestly, Ethan was getting up early, going to work every day and there was no, no one pushing me to get out of bed. So I would lay here till like nine or 10 
slowly get up, make my way to the couch, start editing, sit on the couch the entire day, edit my life away. Yeah, take the dog on a walk, but otherwise, like, that that was all I was doing. And I knew that's how my job works, and it's a work-from-home type of job, but, like, I had no routine, and I couldn't force myself to start a routine because I was just so upset about my life and mental health and I just felt like I kept trying and nothing was ever working and yeah it was just it wasn't a super great few weeks and um, I was just getting pretty down about everything and I just felt yeah I just it was not feeling good I was barely getting out of bed I was not really getting anything done and I just I knew that Ethan wasn't actually judging me but I just I felt like such a loser because he's going to work doing manual labor job and then there's me sitting on the couch saying I'm tired from sitting on the couch all day and I don't know it was just it was a very testing few weeks or month and then a few weeks ago hit it was like middle of December and I just knew something needed to change there was nothing necessarily like wrong but like I wasn't in a good place and I knew that the only way I would get to a better place is if I put effort in and I knew that from the beginning I knew every single day that when I wasn't doing anything I was like if you just put some effort in it will make your day better but I couldn't force my I couldn't get myself to do it and like, Ethan and I were doing fine, but I also knew that we're both very empathetic people, and so, like, if one of us is upset, the other one's upset, and I was just upset 24-7, and I was like, okay, I'm the only one that can fix this, so it's time for me to figure it out. Like, he's not gonna fix it for me, my friends aren't gonna fix it for me, it's up to me. There was a weekend, he went to go spend with his friends the whole weekend, so I was at home alone. I, I wasn't feeling super well, I was, I wasn't too sick, but I just, like, I had a sore throat, and so I just kind of wanted to lay around. I was like, I need to get stuff done. I'm staying home so that I can get stuff done, and so it needs to happen, and so I forced myself and I got so much done in the matter of like two days. And I felt more productive and good about myself than I had in so long. I don't think that you need to be productive to feel good about yourself, to be a useful human or anything. But at the same time, being productive felt good. It felt so good to say I'm going to do something and then do it. And so something I guess just clicked for me that weekend. And I realized that, you know, this is the only way that I'm going to feel better is if I put effort in. And so I started to find my morning routine again and I figured out what worked for me, which is getting up before eight, doing yoga, journaling, meditating, cooking myself a good breakfast. And then I would usually get dressed and go to work at the coffee shop and then come home, eat lunch, and then do the rest of my work at home. Not only was I doing that, but I also knew that I needed more structure because obviously that was more of a structure. But the other thing was I would create these giant lists at the beginning of the week of things that need done. It was my list for every single day. Well, when you have a list of like 20 things and you only get one thing done, even if it's a big thing that, yeah, it should have taken you all day, you feel like shit because you're looking at your list and you're like, damn, I got one thing checked off and I still got 19 more to go. I realized that that was not working for me. And I was like, I need to feel like when I finish my daily list, I can be done for the day and I can relax so I can watch TV, I can do some crafts, I can paint. I can play on my computer, I can online shop, I can do whatever I want because my list is done. And so that was when I started implementing at the beginning of the week making a dump list. So on Sundays, I would literally write down everything I can think of that needs to be done. And then every day I would write an individual daily list for myself as well as like a daily schedule. Because if I have a schedule, not it's fine if I don't follow the schedule completely or exactly, but if I know generally like, okay, I'm going to wake up at 7.20. At 7.30, I'm going to do yoga. At 7.45, I'm going to meditate. At 8, I'm going to journal. 8.30, I'm going to take the dog out. 9, I'm going to eat breakfast. Like, knowing that that was my routine, that was going to be what I was going to be doing that day, helped so much. And I just started to put more effort into 
time blocking and like batch working. So Sundays I decided Sundays are the day I want to plan out my week of groceries and meals because I love to cook. So I want to plan out exactly what meals I want to make each day, go get all the groceries, prep all the food, put it in the fridge, have it all ready for the week and that's done. Because I was doing that on Mondays and then ended up my whole Monday is gone. It's like, okay, that's a whole day of the work week doing personal like life things. So I decided Sundays are my day for that. And I don't know, my relationship with Ethan felt so much better because I felt so much better. I felt like I could actually relax at night, like I could breathe again, like I wanted to wake up in the morning, I wanted to do things, I wanted to be productive, I just wanted to exist again and it was really great feeling and that feeling is still going and I mean, yeah, this morning I slept in I felt kind of shitty about it but at the same time, I did so much yesterday. I launched a freaking podcast. I launched this podcast. I'm going to be proud of myself for that. And if I want to sleep in till 10 and then get up and do all the stuff I need to do, fine. And that's the thing is you can change your morning routine. You can change up your daily routine if you need to. Like you can have anomalies of days, but at the same time, keeping yourself consistent is also, I think, really, really good for your mental health. So yeah, then by December, I launched my podcast and it was kind of the best way to end the year. And now I'm recording the second episode and I'm, I'm just so, so happy about it. So yeah, that was kind of a rundown. I know it kind of was long, but that was like a rundown of my year and just kind of everything that happened, um, especially at the end. I think the last like two months, a lot has happened mentally. And I think I'm finally in a place where I'm accepting that this is my life and realizing that, yeah, I'm, I'm in a really good place and it's okay. I think I felt guilty that I was feeling good about my life. And so then it just started to like send me down a spiral. I don't know. It's just been a really, really big year of growth. I think what I realized most is that I really need routine. I've always thought that I'm a super spontaneous person and I hate routine. I hate mundane. I don't want a nine to five, which is all fun and fine and dandy and true. But at the same time, I think you can have routine and still do fun things like and still be spontaneous. Like I have my morning routine that needs to be done before I get up or before I move on with my day. But if I decide, okay, maybe I don't want to do my yoga this morning, like I can do it later. Or if something pops up, hey, you want to go get coffee with me? Sure. Like I can, that's the nice part about being self-employed and kind of making my own schedule is I can still have that spontaneity. But knowing that I mentally am better when I have a routine that I can stick to, I think that's what I've really, really realized. I think my priorities have also just changed this year. I mean, how can they not when you've been, I've been single for 20 years and then I'm in a relationship, a committed relationship, living with my boyfriend, knowing that we want to spend the rest of our lives together. I mean, I think it's very common for your priorities to change a little bit. Obviously, I'm not my own biggest priority anymore. I have other people to think about. What I realized with that is that before I was like, oh, travel 24-7. I want to be traveling every second of every day because I was living at home and not that it was a bad thing, but at the same time, I didn't want to be at home every day. So traveling and like living on the road or out of my car, like that all sounded fine to me. Like that was great and it, it worked. And then I realized that no, now I want to, I want to be at home. Like I want to be in my bed. I don't want to be in my car or on an air mattress and somebody else's floor. Like I want to be in my bed. And so I think I've just, my priorities have switched a little bit and now I kind of prioritize my life at home and my routines at home. And yes, I'm still going to travel and I still am traveling. I have tons of travel coming up, but I've also spaced it out in a way that works a lot better for me rather than 
going to Chicago, then DC, back to Chicago, then to Mexico, back home. Like that's why I, that does not work well for me. I realized I was like, oh, well I can just do all the travel at once and then get it over with. Well, then it's not enjoyable. Like then I'm just gone and I am just all over the place. And I just don't, I don't like that. That's not what I want anymore. I've just realized I really just can't travel as much at one time like I was before. So I think that kind of brings me to what I learned I need to do differently, which I kind of just talked about, but this is kind of the little list I made after reflecting on the year that these are things that I really want to focus on doing differently. So like I said, I want to limit my monthly travel and my amount of driving for work before I was completely fine with booking a session four hours away and doing that like three times a week. And I realized, no, I even for January, I definitely set those boundaries for myself and my clients. Let's say that I had a client who wanted me to go to their engagement session three hours away. Well, sorry, I'm actually already going to an engagement session three hours away that week. We'll have to do it a different week. And so setting those boundaries, I think, is already setting me up better mentally just so that I'm not spending so much time in a car. Because for me, when I feel like I'm in a car, I feel like I'm just wasting time because I could be doing other productive things. And I've realized that about myself. So I think just setting those boundaries with myself and with clients, which is also something else that was on my list. Um, the other thing is no Sunday work. I've realized that I really like Sundays to be for me and getting ready for the week. And obviously there's like, I'll have, I think I for sure have a wedding on a Sunday and there's definitely a few sessions that I've made exceptions for to have on Sunday mornings or Sunday evenings, um, which is fine. But for the majority of the time, set the boundary that there is no Sunday work because Sundays are for my decompressing and prepping for the next week. I also need to make sure I do a morning routine every day. I've realized how beneficial it is for me and even if pieces of the morning routine don't get done, at least setting the expectation for myself to do that every single day. Um, Something else I really want to do differently, I guess, is that instead of just being my own therapist, maybe try to get back into therapy. I went to a therapist, I think it was summer of 2019, for like a few months and it was really beneficial and I think that getting back into therapy sometime this year, I think that will be very good for me. What else? I would also like to make time for friends when possible. Obviously, it's not totally possible that often because none of us really live near each other, but the times when I have the option to make time for my friends, I'm absolutely going to do that. And then just make sure I prioritize my alone time and doing activities alone because I think that's just really good for the mental health and just for yourself and getting to know yourself better. Take yourself out on a date. Go do something just by yourself. I do a lot by myself already, but I think just continuing to prioritize that will be very good for me. So that was kind of a list of things I want to do differently, but I do want to recognize where I definitely think I succeeded. I did find a routine that works for me, especially right now. I do know that that can change and kind of develop a little bit into something different as time goes on and I might find something that works better for me but right now that's really working for me and I'm really proud of that. I think I worked through a lot of my anxiety this year. I know that it has lessened so 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 much like so much over the past month and it just feels really good to not go to bed anxious every single night and wake up anxious and spend the whole day anxious. Um, I definitely think I found some good coping mechanisms. Also very proud of myself for that. Also, I want to recognize that I have made it through. We are now 11 months into my committed relationship, almost a full year, and I live with him and I love him. I will tell you, a year ago, I did not see this coming. I was, I remember December 2020, I was so single. I was very, very single and I I decided that I I loved it and I didn't want a boyfriend anytime soon. And then like two weeks later, I, I met Ethan, but obviously 
things happen for a reason and they come at the right time. So I'm just really proud of myself for making it this far and not giving up because normally I give up on stuff like this, but he's worth it. That's cringy and sappy. Gross. Anyway, I really just did enjoy all my travel. Even through all of the stress and anxiety it brought, I'm so happy I got to travel as much as I did this year because traveling is a really big part of my life and I really love to do it. And I think I just need to find the right times to incorporate it and when it's necessary and when it's not rather than just going because I said I get to travel or it looks cool because I travel. Like I want to travel because I want to and I know I'm going to enjoy it. So yeah, it's just, like I said, a year of learning and growth. I'm honestly just really, really proud of myself overall. So let's take a look at my goals. Like I said, I want to go over my goals. So let's talk about my 2021 goals first and we'll start with the ones I completed. So there's actually only two under the completed list of 2021 goals. Not what I expected, but the two completed goals are to graduate college and launch an online course. Like I said, the online course is no longer launched and it definitely flopped, but I did it. And I think that's a huge accomplishment in itself. And then let's talk about my not completed goals. So one goal for my business was to make 50000 which in 2020, I made, I think, like 25000 or 20000 So my goal was fifty, which was double that. And I did not make that. I think I made more about like 38 to 40. So I mean, I was close, but I don't know. I think it's still an accomplishment to make more than the year previous. So I'm still proud of it. The second one was to move to Scotland, and like I said, my priorities just changed, and Scotland wasn't really in the cards for me, but I did move, and I got to move to Ludington, which is still four hours away from home, so I'm happy with that. Third goal that I didn't complete was to hit 5,000 followers on Instagram. Not really a reason. It's, I don't know. I just, I wrote it down. I don't really think it's that big of a deal. I did hit 3,000 because I was at like one or two or something, so I mean, still absolutely proud of that. Follower count does not matter, and I think I've realized that more since making that goal, so I'm totally okay with not hitting that. My fourth goal was to shoot 20 weddings, which I only shot about nine, but in my defense, I did not start booking for 2021 until like two months in, so I mean, I'm, I'm not upset about it. I think this year still went extremely well. And then the other two were to book an adventure session and to book an out-of-state elopement, and neither of those have happened yet, but we're moving them on to 2022 goals because... I still want them to happen, and I am positive that they will, manifesting it. Oh, and then the last one was to host a content day, which did not happen in 2021, but is happening January 6th, 2022. So, I mean, we're only a week late, and I'm okay with that. So, very excited about that content day. So, now into my 2022 goals. I broke them up into business and personal, so we you can get a feel for my business ones first, and of course, these can change over the year. I don't want you to think that just because you wrote your goals down, now they have to stay like that forever. No, like you can change your goals. If your priorities change, if your life changes, if your season of life is different than it was when you wrote these, like that's totally fine to go and edit your goals. They don't have to stay the same. So 2022 goals for business is to make $75,000, book 20 weddings and 10 elopements, start a podcast, which I wrote these goals a few weeks ago. And spoiler alert, uh, I already started the podcast, so crossing that one off my 2022 goals, go me. Launch my landscape print shop, start selling photography guides on Etsy, land 25 brand deals on Instagram or TikTok, host a photography retreat, redo my branding and website, and hit 5,000 followers. I feel like that's a pretty good goals list. I mean, I think that all of them are pretty achievable. Maybe the 25 brand deals is a little bit 
far-fetched. I haven't started doing anything with brands, but that's a goal of mine. So we're putting it on the goals, even if it's not achievable, even if I get five. I mean, that's still an accomplishment because it's more than more than last year. And then as for my personal, I only have four right now. Some more might get added as the year goes on, but currently it is to read 12 books. So that's only one a month, which is not bad. I just need to get back into reading. To take our camper on at least 10 trips. In September, Ethan and I got a vintage little 13-foot camper from my parents. It used to be my grandparents and we renovated the inside a little bit. And we only got to take it camping once this fall. So my hope is we take it out at least 10 times next year, hopefully more than that. But I feel like that's a very doable goal. Um, to move my body every day in some way, even if it's 10 minutes of yoga, if it's a 20-minute walk, if it's go to the gym and lift, any of those, I as long as I'm moving my body in some way every single day, I'm happy. Even if it's stretching, literally anything. I just, I feel so much better if I move my body. And then to journal at least five times per week. So my goals list, those last two go together with my morning routine. So it's kind of just to keep doing my routine, but I kind of wanted to just break it down into more independent goals of themselves. So yeah, I'm just seriously such a huge believer in writing, like physically writing your goals down, especially in a place where you can view them often or just have access to them easily. I personally have mine in my phone notes app and I have them on my computer notes app and I have them written on like a notes page on my iPad in like pretty colors and stuff. And honestly, sometimes I even write them down on like sticky notes or on a paper that's hanging by my desk or my room. I think writing goals is so important for growth and I really recommend doing it if you don't already. And if you don't already, I really challenge you to do that. This episode releases on New Year's Eve, so you have one day before the new year starts. And even if you're listening to this a few weeks into the new year, you can still write your goals down. It doesn't have to happen before the new year because they're not New Year's resolutions. I personally don't do New Year's resolutions. I don't think they're necessarily helpful the few times that I have done them. I never follow through with them past January. So make goals for yourself. I feel like the word goal is something you want to actually accomplish. Just take the time to reflect on your on your year. Reflect on 2021. Figure out what you did well, what you want to change, where you succeeded, where you failed, and write down goals based on that. And they really can be crazy goals too. I actually have a list of crazier like long-term goals that I write down anytime I think of them. Um, Hold on, I'll actually pull them out and I'll read them to you so you can understand what I mean when I say I write down any and every goal that I have. All right, so here's a list of my crazier kind of more long-term goals. One is to host a photography workshop to plan a meetup of some sort. I'm literally reading exactly what's on my notes app, so some of it's just kind of very worded weird or whatever. I literally write down whatever I'm thinking of whenever I think of it. Make a wall collage kit with my photos and designs. Design a journal someday. Start a store with thrifted, affordable, unique clothes and stickers and thrifted home decor and just everything cute and vibey. Teach a class at a college. Teach a class on entrepreneurship work hard on photography and building my brand until I'm 25 and then take a year to travel. So like I said, these are really big goals, but I have them written down. And I think that's just part of reaching goals is just writing them down and making them feel more real. And then when I want to randomly remind myself of what I'm working towards, I can pull them out and just read them over like I did just now. And I'm like, damn, yeah, those are really things I want to work towards someday. And it doesn't have to be tomorrow, but at some point in my life, I would love to accomplish those. So I promise that if you just take these probably 30 to 60 minutes out of your day to do this, you'll really set yourself up for success in 2022 because you deserve to make this year your bitch, okay? So get up, get a piece of paper, get your notes app out, 
sit down, think about your year, and write down some goals. Because if you just listen to this whole thing and I did not inspire you to write down goals, then I don't know what I'm doing because that's that's literally what I'm getting at is to go write down your goals. Okay, so I think that's kind of all I wanted to talk about. I know that was a lot, but I really think goals and reflections are so huge and I'm just really happy that I got to sit down and reflect on this with you guys. So as always, thank you so much for listening. It means the absolute world to me that you're here. If you liked what you heard, please go ahead and subscribe and follow the podcast and turn on post notifications and then head over to the Instagram and follow along at That's All Pod. I'll be posting any updates over there. Plus, if you love this and want to hear more episodes, go leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I promise you that's going to help me so much since I just started and then building up this podcast. So I love you all so much already and I can't wait to chat with you next week. That's all. Bye.